No, but we, we were talking about, uh, you know, the whole concept of the way to make money online is to talk about how to make money online. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's such a... It's, oh, yes. It's that's become, cringy. <laughs> but it's become such a big genre and category yeah. that I feel like, you know, we could talk about it and maybe clear some things up. Being in different worlds and having experience in terms of, you know, money, equity, how to actually generate money, the value of money. Because it's, it's funny because you can, you know, you can capitalize off of the insecurities of a lot of people that want to make money, that want to be out of their situation. And you promise them a life. Like, hey, man, you buy my course, you're, you're going to be financially free. Mm-hmm. You're going to make this much money. It's a return on your investment. And I just don't buy it. I mean, what do you guys think about that? Um, I, I think, well, things, things have, like, never changed, I feel like, in the past. Like, back, it's like books, right? I know a lot of people, you know, books will teach you a lot, and they do. But there's also those gurus back then. They just mm-hmm. came in the form of books, right? And um, now it's all over the place. So I don't really think anything's changed. It's becoming just more prevalent and giving on like online and online businesses. People are hearing about them more. So now you have all these people showing that they earn success, right? Validating themselves to then sell a course that they don't. I mean, they might know a little bit, but they they don't know two thousand dollars worth. Right. You know what that is, though, right? That's a hustle. It's a hustle, and I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not knocking the hustle or anything like that. But like, it's just. It's becoming so much. It's starting to even make me like. I don't even like learning online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's so much. Like it becomes who do. Who do you trust now? Right. I. Yeah. And that's the part where I'm like. I don't know. Like I. Just, I think that's a very good point. But I think you should trust um, primary sources. Mm-hmm. And by that, what I mean is, you know, accounts um, like Napoleon Hill. Trust mm-hmm. those kinds of accounts. You know, obviously, you already know how we feel about Audible. And you can go mm-hmm. to Audible, get your free audiobook. But you got to trust the primary source. Don't trust people that are consuming that primary information and then selling it to you in a course. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's what these people do. They consume that information from someone else. They package it and then they sell it to you. Mm-hmm. Where you could do the same thing, just consume it yourself if you have time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you want to learn about it, they're basically the middleman. Mm-hmm. So if you don't, if you don't go to the source. And I say this with all due respect. Like just for an example, Ty Lopez, great guy. You can learn a lot from him, right? He's done a lot, but he does sell courses. Now you can either opt to buy his courses and learn because he'll help you understand it better, probably the way he explains it. Or you can go to the source, and what he's done is read books, and this has happened before we were even born, you know? Books have been here. Yeah, I mean, books are the best way to consume information and determine, you know, what's valuable and frame your own narrative instead of getting it from someone that's close to your age. I mean, a lot of these people that sell courses are in their 20s. Why would I want to learn from you if you have no real-life experience? Right. Granted, some people are very, you know, transparent, authentic. Mm -hmm. And they make it very clear that, you know, I'm not selling you anything. This is information. This is how I make money off of you. And I guess, um, you know, even authenticity is its own genre now because it's such a rare thing in this world mm-hmm. that if you are authentic and you're transparent, uh, you, you attract more people and people are shifting towards that. You know what people do though, right? I'm sure I can look from their perspective. They wake up, they're like, these guys are just making so much money selling courses. You know what, I'm going to fake it, and I know basics about, mm-hmm. you know, Instagram. 
I'm gonna sell an Instagram course. They're gonna charge you 300 bucks for an Instagram course. They'll blow up on the internet because their videos talking about it. Now you have 10,000 subscribers and 5,000 of them wanna spend 300 bucks on your course and they do so. And now you're making profit. And it's like, well, I might as well continue doing this because I'm making a fortune doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's where it comes from. It, I mean, it's a respectable thing. You know, you can respect the hustle and if someone's able to make money off of it, that's fine. Because, I don't know, at the end of the day, what's the end goal for people? What is, what, what's your end goal? You want to make money or you want to make an impact? What, what's the end goal? Uh, I want to make an impact. Rather it be, I mean, that's one of the reasons I want to do music. And I got to do some soul searching on, like, how I want to do that and what can I provide. And, like, what am I trying to change? Like, what narrative am I trying to change? Or am I just trying to make bangers and, like, let people escape, right? Because that's sometimes, like, what music does is some sense of escape. Or some sense of bring some sense of gratitude, or just tell stories, emotion, vibes. or emotions, vibes. So like, and I feel like if you're able to make impact, um, which book? Uh, if you make an impact in a grand amount of uh, magnitude, that will get you like money. It all depends mm-hmm. on your how, if your impact was positive, negative, or and also the magnitude. How many people did you do it to? Right. right. Impact. Money is the end result of whatever you do in life. Yeah. You shouldn't be thinking about money. You should be thinking about how can I contribute to society and do something I like to do. And the end result will be financial freedom. That shouldn't mm-hmm. be the end goal. It should be like, yes, that will mm-hmm. happen. But what are you, you going to do? Mm-hmm. Are you going to start a business because you want to make money? Mm-hmm. Are you going to start a business because you're passionate? You just want to do something. I mean, there's, there's kind of like that urgency within our generation or you know, people uh, similar to our age group. There's that urgency because they realize this is an opportunity where I can make money and I can be financially free. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like an alternate route. It's a second route to success because, you know, if you actually sit down and analyze what your end result is, what the end goal is for you, you realize that you're from the beginning, you're, you're taught to move towards financial freedom. Everyone's taught to, to, you know, to move towards that. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the collective end goal that we've all determined. Obviously, in a capitalistic society, it kind of makes sense. But, you know, where's the, where's the, I guess, where are the outliers that do what they want to do? If that makes sense, you know. I and it, and, it's, and it's hard. No, it's hard because, I mean, even the people that end up getting what they love doing, mm-hmm. they end up hating it. I, I read, a, read a book, uh, Unscripted. He's an entrepreneur and he's basically kind of giving you his take on entrepreneurship, not really like step by step because he tells you like there is no step by step, but these are kind of the things you need to look at. If everyone's doing it, he goes so far as like, don't do that. It's already saturated by the time you hear it. Start doing something else before anybody else does. And if it floats, it floats, if it sinks, go on to the next thing. Be keep different. On doing it. Don't be competitive. Yeah, but exactly. Saturation also reinforces the probability of success. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're a pioneer, if you're doing something that no one's done, you're mm-hmm. gonna be, you know, you're not gonna know how to navigate properly. Mm-hmm. But in a saturated market, you can kind of see, learn from other people. Okay. It makes it easier, right? Because if mm-hmm. you watch the video, if you watch someone post a video about something and it does well, you do the same thing. You replicate it, mm-hmm. even though it's saturated. That's why there's a trend of giving back now. You know, people look at Mr. Beast, and everyone starts replicating. You know, giving iPhone to college students if you answer four questions or whatever. Mm-hmm. And those videos hit, and I've seen, I've, I've observed that people go from 100,000 subscribers to uh, 700,000 off of one video, just because they're giving back. You know, it hits like 10 million views or whatever. And so, you identify the trends and you replicate them because it's easy. 
but that leads to oversaturation, which then leads to a lower probability of success. So it's a cycle that's going to continue in different realms. It's just going to change what category it's within. I also think it's like sources too, like yeah. we were kind of mentioning some people, like kind of figuring out the source. Even when it comes to books, courses, podcasts, because um, in authors, I read a bunch of books and sometimes I can kind of see where their mind state is in writing that book. Um, like one was like mentally strong people and there were some things I felt like were just kind of basic and mm-hmm. she kind of, her tone and her writing seemed very like victimized to me so it's like even no matter where you get your information from is this still that like where is your source coming from what is their experience like and as as a consumer of information you're responsible uh to do i accept this do i have an argument in my head not to just oh accept everything that's coming in and i think a lot of people do i was doing that for a little bit and that's what kind of like turned me off of like doing some some things and getting my information somewhere mm-hmm. where it just kind of stopped me for a while but now I was like once I learned that it was like okay I just have to in my own head kind of debate with the author as oh, they're going or with the content hopefully before you buy the damn course that's a different game but like with their own content you got to figure out like hey is this like person real like yeah. you just try to size them up a little bit or where do they come from and you know or do they have the expertise in it I feel like Instead of constantly trying to read books, although it's good, you can yeah, also read books. your own experience. I'm not trying to book. I love books. I love Audible. Yeah. I love all we that. love Audible. <laughs> you can go to audibletrial.com slash flex and get your first audiobook for absolutely free. Instead of reading books, I'd rather listen to Audible. Just got to plug that in because that's the truth. Mm. I, was running I go to sleep listening to Audible, so it's mm. easier yeah. for me to just obtain and take on mm. I mean, Audible's a move, but go ahead. What if I just say I don't feel like paying attention to any courses... Mm-hmm. I just want to learn from my own experience because I have a good network of people who are already established and successful, mm-hmm. like I do. But mm-hmm. I'm the same type of person who's not going to just ask them how they got their start, etc. I'm not trying to annoy people unless I invite them to a podcast like this. Right. Right? <clears throat> but I've learned so much from my own experience that I know how to actually pave my own path right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not to I'm not going to argue with people who say books are the, you know the greatest, but. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going okay. to definitely say that I've got a real <laughs> experience because yeah. I'm on a time crunch. I'm 29 now. It, a lot of yeah. people are young. They have time to, you know, the day and age is different. Go on YouTube, learn mm-hmm. something. But and, I mean, go ahead. Uh, and there, and, um, you know, execution will beat knowledge any day. Like, you have all the knowledge in the world, but you can't turn that into wisdom without execution. Application, yeah. Yeah, it's all about the application. That's 100% true, but you also want to be smart with your execution. Yeah, exactly. People get caught up in executing and learning from experience when they could have skipped a few steps mm-hmm. if they just had the right information coming in, right? Right. And I, I'm not trying to like diss anyone. Obviously, we, we're all different. We all do different things that you know either person can shit on in different ways. But you just have to. There's ways to skip steps. Mm-hmm. You make it. People make it easier for you. Mm-hmm. you know, What's a good example of skipping a step? Do you have one? Okay, go read Mastery by Robert Greene, and, and you'll understand. And you'll understand how to simplify the you know your narrative and how to simplify where you're headed in life because you could enjoy one thing and that what that book's going to do for you is it's going to make you realize that you could master you have to pursue that level of mastery in things mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. do not get to drake level success without mastering the craft at its core mm-hmm. you know what i mean you can't be like drake if you have one hit song you have yeah. to master a certain level of you have to master the craft Learn the basics, learn the fundamentals, and then you get to a point where you 
can venture out and do different things. If you try to do five different things because they can make you money, you're never going to master either one, and then those things are going to fade away. Mm-hmm. One of you said this that shit's not permanent, right? Like mm-hmm. you're, it's a cycle of things, and that's why we go to college and have a major because then you know that's the assumed field that you're going to master. But no one does that. People mm-hmm. graduate, they get a job, and then they fucking move or they do different things. Mm-hmm. So again, mastery is a good example. I'm sure we have different examples. Think and Grow Rich. See, Mastery was a really good book. Well, I just have a couple of points on that. Mm-hmm. So, I love that's the book that taught me like you can get buried. It's like one was uh, she was some kind of like neurologist and went mm-hmm. into like robotics and she mastered that niche. Like she merged two things together, then started going really hard on that. And I learned, you know, uh, whatever. Like you, you can have. Many things, but if you just keep them separate, yeah, you're not going to master them. If you can find a way to put them together, then you're the one in that field doing it, mastery. And also, like, the what is it, 100,000 hour rule? 10,000, yeah. Yeah, 10,000. Mm-hmm. That's what taught me that, too. And, yeah, it's just... You know what slows you down, though? It's yeah. because this day and age, there's so many options, and you're so passionate about it going either way. Five different streams of income. Oh, I want to do all five of them. But you know what? As much as you do, you got to start with one, plant that seed, and hope it blossoms because then when it does you're able to fulfill those other four that you didn't accomplish right mm-hmm. if you become if you start hosting these events even more and you blow up as this event guy and drake talks to you mm-hmm. you're looking at all these big artists now you're making millions it's like now you can do whatever you want because you have money and capital to invest in any mm-hmm. other venture you want if you want to really upscale a podcast like the flex coach you can do that too mm-hmm. <laughs> appreciate the <laughs> Like I <laughs> no, really, this is a great conversation. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you visualize.